This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Hookers, crack cocaine, even worse, 20 plus LLCs, 170 flags from the bank saying something looks like money laundering here. Tens of millions of dollars, nine Bidens plus grandchildren getting money for doing what? And all that money is coming from either corrupt countries or China, one of our biggest enemies. Where's the informant? Where are the whistleblowers? Are they safe? We cover it all with James Comer. Next. First, let me tell you about uh, billionaire Stanley uh, Druckenmiller, uh, uh, Miller. He said that he is shorting the dollar. Gee, that's great. That's that's what uh, uh, that's what George Soros did to the pound and collapsed the pound. Some people buy gold as an alternate way to short the dollar, since the two typically move the opposite of one another. He said his move is his only confident trade. What he sees is the most unpredictable period of his career. That's saying something. Also, the Chinese want surpassed the U.S. dollar as the most used currency for Chinese cross-border transactions. That's also a really big deal. Oh, and we have the debt ceiling hovering over our head. And I think Biden doesn't mind if it crashes. This week, Goldline is bringing back one of their most popular specials, their historic uh, gold $5 Indian heads and Liberty coins. These are the ones that I buy. Um, they come with 100 copper Mayflower rounds, each with qualifying tube or, or box of historic $5 gold coins. These are amazing coins. Great way to invest in gold. Call Goldline today. They're waiting for your call now at 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline, or goldline.com. Congressman Comer, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, so I, I understand you've carved out some time for us, and I really appreciate that. Um, you have been doing just God's work, and and thank you for everything that you are exposing and the trouble I imagine you are having uh, just even running your life because of it. So thank you. My pleasure. It's uh, It's something that I think... 
despite what the mainstream media wants to think, I think the majority of Americans are keeping up with what we're doing and are very concerned about public corruption. Yeah, um, because it goes beyond, you know, crack cocaine and, and hookers. Um, And it even goes beyond the White House. This goes to the intelligence community, the FBI, the Justice Department, all of it, all of it seemed to be involved in this. Is it? Yeah. Is it something we can clean up? Well, I hope so. I I think that the Durham report was a start. It didn't go as far as what I think most of us would have wanted, knowing how bad the FBI is. But, you know, there's a pattern here uh, that dates back to the Hillary Clinton years, at at least, where the FBI has gotten engaged in, in elections and tried to cover up Democrat mistakes and, and try to create Republican mistakes, especially with the with in the case with with Trump. So, you know, the intelligence community has suffered a black eye. I think polling shows that uh, the average Americans lost confidence in the FBI. And I can tell you from this Biden investigation, I mean, the, the stuff that the Biden family alone did. Let's take Joe Biden out of the equation. Okay. Let's just take him out of the equation. The stuff that his family, not just the son. The family has done. No other American could have gotten away with. No other American could have gotten away uh, with having this many shell companies, with having this many banks uh, notify the federal government that they were concerned they were committing, among other things, money laundering. And no one could get away with with the, the tax evasion situations that the family has, not just the son, but the entire family. So uh, I think the American people are starting to see there is a two-tier system of justice, and and they want reform. And, and the only way that's going to happen is to get rid of the people at the top, and not just the not just the attorney general and not just the FBI director, but the next level of leadership, too. We need completely new faces in our intelligence community and the Department of Justice. I, I will tell you that um, it concerns me that uh, some people would just drop this. Let's say, you know, Biden dies tomorrow from a ham sandwich or whatever, uh, and he's not there anymore. I think there's a lot of people in Washington that would say, OK, we don't need to pursue this. I, I will tell you, um, no matter how he leaves office or when he leaves office, this has someone has to pay a price. Otherwise, you're going to get the next politician and the next politician. You've got to you've got to go in and root this cancer out. Absolutely. And that was the disappointing thing for me with the Durham report. Yeah. There were no criminal referrals. Uh, there was well, no. He, what, how do you uh, how do you feel about his answer to that with? You know, well, I did say that you can't do anything until there's fidelity restored to the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the that's the most obvious thing that uh, that's been written in a long time. Right. Look, we've you know, this is something where right now with these debt ceiling talks, you finally got the Republican Senate leadership getting our backs for, for trying to be the adults in the room and restore some fiscal discipline uh, to have some budget cuts, you know, to try to get closer to a balanced budget. The next thing that the Senate leadership is going to have to do is get our backs when we when we carve out the, the appropriations bill, uh, which will start in October. We're going to have to hold 
these agencies accountable. That's the only way to rein them in. Now, the, be it with the with the Democrats controlling the White House, with the media turning a blind eye and, and not uh, providing any type of investigative reporting or, or checks and balances or even accurate reporting on the corruption and the wrongdoing, they're going. We are going to have to cut their budgets in these positions to the bone. We have tools in our new rule package to do that with the Hallman rule. And the only way we can do it all day long, people talk about impeach, impeach. Well, the Senate won't convict. The one thing that the, the Senate can do it will get, is get our backs and help us cut the FBI positions, you know, halt their, their expansion, you do whatever we can with the power of the purse until they resign and we get new competent leadership in these these government agencies i hope i hope that they actually follow through with that i know there's several of you in in washington for the very first time in probably 12 years i feel like there are uh uh, more than a handful of people that Mm -hmm. actually care and are trying to do the right thing and that's given me a lot of hope um let, let me go back to the um the biden family you say that no one would be able to get away with this. Explain what the crimes are that the families are involved in. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they have, what, 20-plus LLCs, mm-hmm. uh, and even the, some of the grandchildren are being paid, and I can't figure right. out for what. Right. Well, ne- neither can I, and I've been looking into this for, for several months. But let, let's start with, the payments coming from from China and Romania, because those are the only two countries that I've discussed, and I can assure you, Glenn, there are many more. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about these two countries. For some reason, these countries provided payments to primarily the president's son and brother. Now, for what? We we don't know. So either one of two things was happening: either they were providing some type of representation for for those countries, Romania and China. And, and even in, in some of the material that we've seen from the CEFC, which is the Chinese energy company that Hunter was, was getting paid by, uh, and Jim, they had in there that uh, Hunter was basically a, a lobbyist for them with the, with the federal government. Now, there's a term for that. That's called a foreign agent. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Turley talks about this all the time. At the very least, if they were, if if Joe Biden, like the New York Times wants to wants to say, Joe Biden had no knowledge of this, had nothing to do with this whatsoever, then the president's son, and it would have been then vice president's son and brother, were foreign agents for two of the worst countries on the planet, and they weren't registered. And that is a felony where you go to jail, you pay a fine. Uh, it's a very serious felony. Or Joe Biden was doing things for the country and funneling the money to his brother and his son. So that's one crime. Somebody committed a crime. Either either Joe Biden committed a very serious crime, uh, you could argue treason or whatever, for espionage. You know, there's a million different things you could you could argue Joe Biden did wrong. Or his brother and his son did. There's no other option. Somebody committed a crime there. Either the either Joe Biden, or his son and his brother, or or all three of them. Then the next crime 
for whatever they were doing, instead of those countries just sending the money directly to the Bidens, mm-hmm. they funneled it through all these different LLCs. And, and there's a term for that. It's called money laundering. Mm-hmm. And that's a very serious crime. Now, hang on just but a second. Then, Is there any way, any way to look at this in a different way and have a reasonable? No, uh, no I didn't there, think so. There's either. not. There's no other way. Somebody committed a crime. So if you're going to say, if, 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 the, if the New York Times wants to say that Joe Biden didn't do anything, Comer exonerated Joe Biden, which, by the way, we're just getting started. But let's just say, let's, and no one in America believes the New York Times other than the, the crazy liberal loonies that, that want to believe the New York Times. Let's just say Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. The family, is, they're unregistered foreign agents. They've money laundered. Then they've created all these LLCs to try to disguise the payments, which if they were legal payments, why are you trying to disguise them? Or are you trying to deceive the IRS and not pay taxes? There's some reason they've created all these companies that don't have any legitimate purpose other than to receive and transfer funds from foreign nationals. There's a term for that, creating companies that have no legitimate purpose Fraud. But to launder money, that's called racketeering. Racketeering. And then there's another term called wire fraud. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That any American, uh, if your last name isn't Biden, would have already been convicted on. And that's if Joe Biden had absolutely nothing to do with it. And, and I will tell you, that is, is not what I believe. Uh, because you look at these countries, whether it be Romania, uh, whether it be China, and, and the other countries that we'll uh, talk about in the future, Ukraine. Is Joe funny. Biden went there during mm-hmm. the, the last year and a half of his vice presidency and took his son with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so they were setting this up. It's very clear what they were doing. All right. Back in just a second, uh, we're talking to uh, Congressman James Comer from Kentucky uh, about the scandals in Washington. I, I want to get to... Um, the whistleblowers and Mm -hmm. the informants and FBI and the IRS when we come back 60 seconds and we'll return. Listen, if you're, you know, not torturing your neighbors by throwing the best beef and chicken you can get on the grill right now, you're not doing summer, right? You're really not. Have you ever walked outside and you're smelling it over the fence and you're like, Oh my gosh, we're talking about hand trim, dry age steaks, burgers that will make your mouth start watering the moment the grill mark sinks in. Uh, and chicken so tender and juicy, you're not going to believe your taste buds. Also, they have chicken, but it's all from the, I'm sorry, uh, seafood, but it's all from the United States. It's all grown and raised here. Uh, that is uh, not the case with a lot of stuff that you'll find in your supermarket. 85% of the grass-fed beef is imported from overseas. It still gets the little uh, product of USA with a flag sticker on it, but that's just a, that's a loophole. It's it. They have to finish the processing here, but it's not a product of the U.S. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save thirty dollars off of any box with Good Ranchers. You can feel good about one hundred percent American, locally sourced meat, and how good the meat is. And your price will never go up. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Go ahead. Go to your supermarket and say, hey, can I pay this price no matter what the price does of meat for the next year or two? 
No one will do that. Good Ranchers is doing it. Use the promo code Beck. $30 off now at GoodRanchers.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so let's talk about the informants and the FBI and the IRS. Is everybody safe? Yeah, the the ones that, the most recent ones are. The ones that are missing uh, are informants that, have been around for for several years since since my investigation began which was basically the end of january when i got subpoena power first of february the irs informant and the informant that senator grassley brought forward that uh, is alleging the fbi has information pertaining to uh, a potential mm-hmm. uh, bribery attempt by vice president joe biden those informants and whistleblowers are alive and well. And, and there was some confusion as to the interview I did on Maria Bartiroma. Uh, we were talking about one of the the, the Israeli uh, whistleblower informant, whatever you want to call him, uh, that has been in the news for several years, and, and he is missing. But I think the media didn't understand who I was referring to and, and took it in a different direction. And maybe I should have done a better job explaining it. But uh, for for our investigative purposes, the two main whistleblowers that are in the news are, are alive and well. Now, the, the people that have inside knowledge of the Biden family influence peddling schemes, and we know who a lot of those people are uh, because there have been books written, there have been, uh, you know, reports issued about some of these people uh, they're very concerned uh, they're they've been threatened they've been intimidated uh so and you saw how the the fbi whistleblowers that, that oh, jordan yeah. had in front of his committee were treated by by the federal government it's amazing. and then the irs whistleblower was removed from the hunter biden case so you know there's lots of examples of intimidation uh, and scare tactics by not just the White House, but also uh, the Biden legal team. I was surprised to see the IRS said that wasn't us. That 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 order came from the Justice Department mm-hmm. to get rid of that team. That's wildly illegal, is it not? It is. It is. I mean, to retaliate against credible whistleblowers, that's that's about as bad as it gets in the, in the federal government. Right. And for someone that's in charge of the House Oversight Committee, we depend on two, two people, if, if nothing else, two types of people. We depend on the inspectors general because they're the ones that, that are supposed to be independent and do audits. So if we want to try and waste fraud and abuse, the, the, their IGs, as they're called, are, are very important for us. They're an important tool for us. And then whistleblowers. Because whistleblowers are the ones that uh, that know what's really going on in these deep state bureaucracies. So for the federal government, Joe Biden's administration, to actively, arrogantly retaliate against whistleblowers says says a lot about the corruption in this administration. Yeah, it says it really kind of says they're not afraid. I mean that that's the that's the overwhelming impression right. that I think the average American has is these guys just don't ever think anything's going to happen to them and it kind right. of knocks the wind out of Americans because you feel like I, I've talked to so many people who say oh yeah, yeah yeah another whistleblower and they they haven't even paid attention to some of the stuff coming out of of Congress and your your right. committee 
because they say, and then what? What's going right. to happen? Nobody ever goes to jail. Yeah, and that's something that uh, we're very aware of. And uh, we want to hold people accountable. That's, we changed the name of the Oversight Committee to Oversight and Accountability because what's happened in, in the past, as you know, is these committees, they identify problems, but then nothing, nothing changes. There's right. no solution to the problems. No one's held accountable for wrongdoing. And again, that goes back to the Durham report. I'm not a fan of special counsels. I know a lot of Republicans call, we need a special counsel on the Biden. Look, show me one special counsel that ever amounted to a thing. I haven't seen one. Right. And and Durham took up a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of resources, and, and and didn't didn't accomplish anything. If we do a special counsel on the Bidens, I have no doubt. Uh, because it's so obvious, I, t- I tell people investigating the Biden family is like tracking a bleeding bear through a snowstorm. I mean, they have left evidence <laughs> everywhere, and we have their bank records, so they can't lie about their bank records. Yeah, and, and they, we have a minute before I have to break again, but the 170 flags from banks yeah. saying this looks like money laundering, that's, yeah. that is overwhelming, is it not? That doesn't it happen is. all the time. It, it, and I'm not allowed to talk in great detail about those bank violations, but it wasn't just money laundering. They alleged other crimes, too. And this wasn't just one or two or three banks. This was many banks, many banks, all alleging the same thing. I mean, it's unprecedented. I, I was a director of a bank for over a decade. I understand uh, what these suspicious activity reports are. It's breathtaking. What, wow. what they've been accused of and by by so many different banks. Okay, more in just a minute. we got to take a quick break. We're with uh, Representative uh, James Comer from Kentucky all on the things that have been happening that his committee has uh, found and next, what happens next? What do we do? Coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Mark wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He says, I worked in construction for over 30 years, and I deal with back, knee, and hip problems all the time. But Relief Factor, this stuff is great. My pain right now is very low, and I can keep up with all the young guys now. Thumbs up. Thank you, Relief Factor. Mark, thanks for writing in. Thanks for trying Relief Factor, and I'm glad it worked for you. When you're living with pain, life can be a real struggle. Finding the right way to deal with the pain isn't fun. But please, just try Relief Factor, the three-week quick start. You just try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. It's $19.95, a trial pack. They know that about 30% of the people, they try it and they don't order it anymore because it doesn't work for them. 70% go on to order more month after month. So just try it. Just try relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four relief. Get the three week quick start and get out of pain. Get your life back. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday from 7 to 9 Eastern or anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. We should know for sure in the next few days um, whether it was just 
plum, bumbling or bluster or real, uh, but uh, we may be sending uh, F-16s over to um, to um, Ukraine, which, if you remember right, uh, that was absolutely not. Or he absolutely said not doing that. He said that's World War Three. Right. That that those right. were his words. That's World War Three. We're now considering it. Yeah, listen to this clip. Play. The idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War Three. Now, he, okay. he has said that, well, they've promised me that they will only keep those planes within their territory, their borders. They won't fly over into Russia. Uh huh. Okay. So here Come we on. are, day 452 of a totally wow. avoidable, horrific, and stupid war. A war initiated by Russia, but also a war provoked by the Biden administration, welcomed by the Biden administration, literally greenlit by the White House as President Joe Biden in the months beforehand repeatedly rejected Russian diplomatic overtures seeking one last time for a NATO-based understanding of security in Europe, something that after the Cold War, we agreed to. And then once the Russians had indeed invaded, a war fueled by the United States to exponential new heights of violence and destruction. So the United States has tended this war like a garden. We've watered it with our own crocodile tears and nourished it on ever more terrible weaponry, coaxing it to grow larger and larger all the time. When the Russians and Ukrainians were both ready to quit and enter into talk peace, both sides, we shushed them and sent them back to work on more war. Were you aware of that? Most probably missed when Stephen Kinzer, the former New York Times foreign correspondent with decades of reporting experience, registered a lonely early objection. He spoke more than a year, uh, more than a year ago, almost a year and a half ago now of the two terrible afflictions that had just been visited upon Ukraine. Affliction one was the Russian invasion, but affliction two, he asserted, and I believe correctly, was the American response, specifically quoting him, our decision to send suffering country massive amounts of advanced weaponry, which guarantees more suffering and death. U.S. weapons will not only be used to kill Russians, but also provoke Russia to respond by killing more Ukrainians. Those of us who have seen war up close know it is the worst thing in the world. It destroys innocent lives, shatters families and communities forever, long after political and military conflicts end. It's about bodies blown apart, entire nations laid waste. The only winners are the gleeful arms makers for whom this war is a bonanza of blood-stained profit. So he wrote that for the Boston Globe. And I suspect the New York Times, his old employer, wanted no part of his heresy. Which brings me to what happened this weekend. Not only is Biden now talking about sending our fighter jets over there. Um, there was another story. But it wasn't a story. It was an advertisement. 
It was a full-page ad published only in the print version of the New York Times. They didn't put it online, only the print version. And it calls on the United States to work uh, to an end as quickly as possible through diplomacy. And there were several signatures on here with credibility, several high-ranking U.S. military officers. Ronald Reagan's former U.S. ambassador to Moscow, Jack Matlock, and the ubiquitous Columbia University economist, Jeffrey Sachs. But I want to give you just some of the highlights on this. Um, Let us consider President Biden's promise uh, to back Ukraine as long as it takes to be a license to pursue ill-defined and ultimately unachievable goals. It could prove as catastrophic as President Putin's decision last year to launch his criminal investigation or invasion and occupation. We cannot and will not endorse the strategy of fighting Russian uh, Russia till the last Ukrainian. We advocate for meaningful and genuine commitment to diplomacy, deliberate provocative provocative say it provocation provocations uh delivered the russian ukrainian war in the same manner deliberate demo, uh, diplomacy can end it uh he the, it then goes on to talk about how there would be no expansion of nato not one inch to the east that's what secretary james baker told the soviet leader mikhail gorbachev in 1990 other insurances uh, assurances from other u.s leaders uh and others is british the german the french leaders all through the 1990s said we will not expand nato not one inch so what happens 2007 russia warns nato says you you cannot put your armed forces on our borders can you imagine if russian uh, troops were on our southern border would we have a problem with that of course we would well look what happened when they put missiles in in Cuba. cuba absolutely absolutely so they urge us to see what russia if russia was doing this to us how would we react Again, even as the Cold War ended, U.S. diplomats, generals, and politicians were warning of the dangers of expanding NATO to Russia's borders and of maliciously interfering in Russia's sphere of influence. Uh, They say this is a policy error of historic proportions. Um, They were now, they have been talking about expansion of Ukrainian membership into NATO. This whole ad, a full page, says we have got to stop and turn around. So far, the U.S. has has sent $30 billion worth of military gear and weapons to Ukraine, with total aid to Ukraine exceeding $100 billion. War, it's been said, is a racket and one that is highly profitable for a select few. I'm telling you what we were just talking about with the Bidens. This this kickback, there is kickbacks coming someplace. I don't know if it's coming to Biden, but it is coming someplace. By the way, uh, Comer had to uh, leave. Representative Comer had to leave. He was called off so he couldn't finish the uh, interview. But I hope to have him back to do some more. 
it was good to hear from him on uh, all of these things. So why is the New York Times not rolling this out everywhere? Why is it this opinion is not popular? I mean, it is really so bizarre how the Democrats have become Mm -hmm. the hawks Mm-hmm. And the Republicans are the ones going, wait, slow down, slow down. Now, not all Republicans, you know, Lindsey Graham and some of the others are just like, let's light it up. No, let's not light it up. What do you say? Really bad, bad precedent. Yeah. And I don't understand how the two parties, again, on another issue have completely flip flopped. It's just really amazing to see. I know. And on this one, this one is so, so lefty. No more wars. No more wars. Not in my name. All of that. All of that. Blood for oil. All of that stuff that they love to chant. And right. And now it's just like, uh, all right, we're we're in this until the end. We're in this forever. If that's what it takes. Yeah. He said over the weekend, Vladimir Putin's not going to break our resolve. I don't think America has resolve on this. No, I don't Americans think so don't want this. We yeah. want to help the Ukrainian people and we don't like Russia, but we don't have resolve on this. We don't mm. want nuclear winter because of it. We don't want to be in World War Three. I think that's really clear. This mm-hmm. is amazing how this administration, how this deep state, how I don't know what it is, is just sucking us into this war. Biden said over the weekend he has received, quote, flat assurance that Ukraine would not use F-16s to enter Russia. So we might be sending them. And he also announced another three hundred and seventy five million dollars in military assistance. Plus, they found another three billion. Did you see that, too? They, they just they discovered through some sort of accounting error that there's $3 billion more in aid that we were supposed to send that we haven't sent, and so now we're going to. Where did I put that $3 where, billion? Where that just, I just had it, and uh, gosh yeah. darn it. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's in my other wallet. <laughs> so it, it, uh, doesn't, it just doesn't it, end. Doesn't it piss you off? Uh, it pisses me off so much that all of our money that we pay in taxes, mm-hmm. I, that it all of us could use more money right now, mm-hmm. and it's wasted. Yeah. It's wasted. Well, this is a money laundering scheme. Uh, they're sending it to I Ukraine. I think it is. It's being laundered and sent back to somebody here. Yeah. Well, not just here, too. I, I yeah, think no, this yeah, is right. being sent. You can change the world with $3 billion. Oh, yeah. You oh, can change yeah. the world with $3 billion. But I think the Bidens are getting their share. I'm sure they are. Well, I suspect they are. Yeah, I, I strongly suspect. Are. suspect. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations uh, on that. By the way, as we continue to go down this uh, road of no oil, no oil, guess who's just peeled off of that? Norway has just said, yeah, we think we're going to go for oil. Uh, and so they've made this commitment that they are going to go into the Arctic and they are going to drill, baby, drill. And they said they wow. will become the the source for the Western world for oil. Norway. Mm. Norway. This whole thing is falling mm. apart. The ESG thing 
is falling apart at the uh, at the highest of levels. It's it's uh, what, 50 percent lower than than other funds um, there. Mm. Nobody starting new ESG funds. It's all falling apart. People are starting to look at energy and saying, uh, we're not going there. War. Mm, I don't think I want any of that. It's it, we are leading the way and no one is following us. No one is following us. More in just a second. Tim Scott has just announced his White House uh, bid. Uh, I think he'd be great. Uh, great uh, president or vice president. I like him a lot, but uh, we'll talk about that coming up in just a second. First, you and I have to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And that's a good description of the unborn. Preborn is doing the work of God, I believe. And I, I don't think there's anything that you and I could be engaged in that has more eternal consequence than saving the lives of babies and the saving the anguish and supporting the moms. Because of your generous generosity, Preborn's network of clinics has rescued already over 200,000 babies by introducing their moms through ultrasounds. Preborn receives no government funding. What a surprise. Did you see that um, Rhode Island now using taxpayer, state taxpayer dollars to fund for abortions? Somebody asked me wow. just last week, should, should I move out of these, the blue area? That I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Um, they're completely dependent on you at Preborn. Together, we're building a little army of life to stand against the principalities of darkness. If everyone in my audience sponsored just one ultrasound for $28, we would literally change the world overnight. Think about that. Remember, God is not on our side. We have to be on his side. Please go to preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby. Or your tax deductible gift can be given at preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So I've got something uh, uh, interesting that just uh, came over the wire here just a couple of minutes ago. And uh, and that is this from CBS News. Senators have been issued satellite phones and offered demonstrations on upgraded security devices. Amid growing concerns of security risk to members of Congress, more than 50 senators have been issued satellite phones for emergency communication. People familiar with the measures told CBS News. The devices are part of a series of new security measures being offered to the senators by the Senate Sergeant in Arms, who took over shortly after the assault on the U.S. Capitol January 6th. Now, now I don't remember them cutting the phone lines uh, to the Capitol. Um, and really, all the Senate, they all need, really? Only 50 of them have taken it, but all 100. 
and they were given to them by the Department of Homeland Security. Now, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't like finding this story or seeing this story come out right after I've told you about the F-16s and uh, reminding you that even our president said, that's World War Three, man. No joke. Um, Yeah, if you're a U.S. senator, you accept this satellite phone from Homeland Security? I I don't don't think I do. I'd go and buy one myself. Yeah. I I don't think I do. How about I take care of that myself? Yeah. And uh, leave you out of it. Uh Uh-huh. I don't need you as the middleman here. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. Really weird. Uh, It's just part of, you know, federal funding. Going to pay for that satellite airtime needed to utilize the phones. And so they got it all taken care of. And we will definitely not be listening, Senators. <laughs> we will definitely. Or monitoring your whereabouts yeah. at all times. Yeah. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We will see you tomorrow on the radio. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Thanks, buddy. Yeah.